everybody welcome back i have not been on here for a while i took off for two weeks and i deeply missed it it somehow felt more than two weeks um it's summer i've been traveling and i didn't have my microphone one week so like i i literally forgot it and i was like do not forget the microphone and i straight up forgot it and i hate when podcasts don't have good quality sound. Like, I can't understand them sometimes, or, like, if it's staticky. So I was like, I'm not going to do that, just with my computer audio. Um, I first started out doing that, and it worked fine, just because I wanted to make sure this is something I wanted to do before I invested in a microphone, obviously. So then, the next week, I I couldn't (laughs) pre-record because I didn't have my podcast. I mean, my microphone. So, two weeks without an episode. I apologize. I'm going to grind out this month. And I'm excited to output all these new ideas. Since I took off for two weeks, I've just had all of these ideas flowing. Sometimes it can be like a little overwhelming of being like, okay, I did this episode this week. What's next week going to be about? And then it's like I kind of put pressure on myself when there's absolutely no pressure at all because... It's my own podcast. Um, I'm like, I want to put out really good content. Anyways, I'm rambling right now, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. Um, So, yes, I just got back from the Grand Canyon and St. John, and I have a couple of updates for you guys. I'm very excited to talk with you today because this has been on my mind for a long time, and I just would like to share my journey about it. So before we get into that, let me update you because I've had some new experience happen to me this summer with traveling and it has been absolutely breathtaking. So first I went to St. John, um, which is the U.S. Virgin Islands. So we don't need like a passport to get there. So that was really cool. But I did get a passport just in case we went to the British Islands, which is like right next door. Anyways, we didn't end up going because their COVID um, restrictions were really strict, so we were unable to go. So, anyways, sorry I'm saying that a lot, but I went with my boyfriend's family, and it was the longest airplane ride that I've ever experienced. Like, I think before, the longest one I've ever been on is like an hour and 30 minutes, so not too bad, and I'm just like kind of on my phone the whole time, but this time, we flew from... Greensboro to Miami and then from Miami to St. John and I know I talked about this in my last episode um, with Logan a little bit but because that was like kind of in between St. John but I really want to talk about the experience I got to see really blue water like my family's vacation every year is North North Myrtle Beach Cherry Grove area Prince Resort you know, that type of deal, and we just go to the beach. That that was our vacation spot for years. And um, so this year we kind of changed it up a bit, which I'll get into, but I've North Myrtle Beach doesn't have clear water whatsoever. Like, I could see the bottom for 30 feet. It was insane. It scared me out, or it freaked me out a little bit. Um, and we were snorkeling a lot, and I got to see tons of really cool animals. Like, I got to see many sea turtles, which that was really cool to swim with, but you can't touch them, um, and then I swam with tons of schools of fish, like rainbow fish, there were all these black fish, I got to see Dory, and actually I didn't see Nemo, got to see Dory though, and like the big yellow guy all the time, they were everywhere, um, Got to see some sea urchins, which I was kind of freaked out about because I was like, if I literally stepped down right now, I would be hurting. Um, And then, what else did I see? Oh, so, okay, Dylan and I, we would kind of be together and then the girls would be together because you always want to snorkel with somebody. Um, And so, Dylan and I were kind of trailing behind Amy and the girls and... That's his mom and his sisters. And so I was like, Della! Like, I was screaming for him because I saw a squid at what I thought was a squid. I was like, there's a squid right here. And it was so camouflaged into the rock 
like hole that it was in he could not find it until we moved away I was like okay let's back up so we're not in the squid's view and then he finally saw it and he was like that is not a squid honey that's an octopus I was like what like it was so cool it was so small and like it was about it was bigger than my hand but it was not the size of like a soccer ball I wouldn't say you know what I mean so once we were far away from it it started swimming and then I started to swim towards it because I wanted to see it and then he got so scared um and started swimming faster away from me which I don't doubt him because he's like what is this girl I'm like I can't even like swim well with flippers anyways um but it was funny so yeah snorkeling was a lot of fun my back and butt got burnt like no other because I just didn't reapply, and the sun is so direct there. Also, you have to wear coral reef-safe sunscreen, and that stuff, like, doesn't rub in good. (laughs) Like, it leaves a white ghost tint. Like, it looked like I had no tan at all the whole time. Everybody was making fun of me. Um, So, yeah, sorry if you hear my stomach crumbling. I haven't really eaten anything today except coffee probably not the best but I'm feeling really good about this podcast so let's see if I can produce the content okay everybody so we rented a boat for a day and we got to go around St. John and we moored out on this buoy or whatever and then we swam to a restaurant called Lime Out and you go and there's tacos and there's drinks and oh my god the cheapest ingredient in all of the drinks there was the alcohol so they made them stout like I'm talking very stout but I have to be honest I did not get the slightest bit tipsy until like the day before we left like I'm a lightweight I'm literally 5'1 105 pounds like I don't need a lot of alcohol anyways and I'm like I don't know what it is but I just was not getting tipsy at all and I was like it's fine I just was like I don't want to keep I don't know I was confused so let's see what else did we do that was a first snorkeling was a first for me um but yeah seeing that blue water was amazing we had tons of fun we went out on beaches every day the sand was really fun floating around like meeting new people was fun I read Where the Crawdads Sing and The Notebook on that trip. The Notebook literally made me bawl my eyes out on the beach. People were probably concerned for me. I was like trying to hide it too. I was like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm crying about this book. But it was actually so sweet because I remember obviously seeing the movie and knowing what happens. But reading the book was like, it was so cute that they, Nicholas Sparks did a great job executing that book. And then, where the crawdads sing, that was actually amazing. I I think about it to this day, and I'm so hype to go see the movie. I don't think the movie will do it any justice, in my opinion, because that book actually blew my socks off. It is the perfect murder mystery book ever. You don't know until the last, literally the last page, and you're like, what? So... I like murder mystery books now. I'm reading the seven and a half half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. I bought that book a year ago because it had my name in it and it was going viral. And I was like, hmm, let me, let me buy this. And so I haven't read it until a year later. So now I'm reading it. I read it a little bit traveling to and from the Grand Canyon, which is where I went next with my family. So this year... We switched up our normal, you know, North Myrtle beach vacation or the mountains. Like, those are our two vacation spots. The mountains or the beach um, in North Carolina or South Carolina. Like, we don't travel a lot, um, my family. And so, we decided to pull the trigger and go somewhere new. And we were like, let's go to the Grand Canyon. We talked about it for months before about how it'd be so cool to see the Grand Canyon and all this stuff and I'm gonna be honest we're a lot of talkers we are my dad will watch YouTube videos for two weeks straight and then act like he's been there 
and then we don't go. <laughs> so we actually were like, okay, let's actually go and see it in person because these videos obviously won't do it justice when you're standing right there in front of the Grand Canyon. So we got everything together. My mom booked the plane tickets and that was like the first thing that we were like, oh my gosh, like we're gonna go. And we decided to go over the 4th of July and which the 4th of, oops, sorry. The 4th of July is like sentimental to my family because that's when my mom and dad met. So we always like celebrating the 4th of July and it's just, it's a lot of fun with my family. We had a boat for 15 years. We sold it last summer or the summer before, something like that. And so we would have a bunch of boat days and typically on 4th of July we'd go out on the boat, but this year we obviously didn't. So we went to the Grand Canyon, flew into Flagstaff, which it was like literally 20 degrees cooler up there. I didn't realize how mountainous Arizona was. I was actually astonished. Is that the word? I was just surprised at how straight up it was and how the tree roots were like literally coming off of the mountain. It was insane. North Carolina mountains are nothing like that. So we drove a rental car down to Sedona and that's where the resort wa was. We stayed in Summit Resort. Super cool area. I'm glad that we stayed in a resort the first time that we've been to like a new place just because that way we get acclimated. They typically have like the concierge up at the front that tells us about the area and just gives us more knowledge and if we were to get like Airbnb or VRBO. So we really enjoyed that resort. There were six jacuzzis and four pools so that was really cool uh, we love spending time on the jacuzzi and the pool but let me tell you the time change was crazy part of Arizona it is recognizing the daylight savings and the other part isn't so it was weird we since we stayed in Sedona we did the pink jeep tour in Sedona that was really cool and then we also took a train ride from Williamstown I think that's what it's called to the Grand Canyon and then that's when we got to see the Grand Canyon first that was insane the Grand Canyon was about three to four hour drive from Sedona so it's not like we wanted to go every day we did go on a trail called the Devil's Bridge it's iconic we went out on the bridge. I was absolutely squeezing my buttocks. I'm talking watertight. And I was really proud of myself because I'm scared of heights a little bit. Not as much as my mom. She looked like she was about to throw up when we went out on there. But we did enjoy it. And my dad got to go out on it too. And then, let's see. We went to the Antelope Canyon X. Got to see this big canyon with light beams and the colors. It's like all kinds of orange. You'll see it if you follow me on Instagram. I'm about to post it because it's so cool. And then we went to the Horseshoe Bend. That was also really cool. And then we drove home uh, to Sedona and I went to my first winery in my vineyard. I got a flight. She was able to explain each one. And my mom and I, we both got a flight. So it was five wines that we got to try and each one, it was in like the same glass, but once we finished that wine, she would come over, talk about the next one and pour it. And so that was, I guess, a little different from what my mom knew about a winery. Like she was like, that's not how I've done it before, but it was still really cool and very educational. Um, and then we got to walk around and we got this cute little stemless glass to take home and it says... This was stolen from Page Springs Winery, so I thought that was really cute. And yeah, that's about it, but we got to see some crazy views. I mean, Sedona is gorgeous. If you ever have the chance to go, gorgeous. So yeah, I think that's all my updates right now. I am happy to be home. I'm back. Right now, I'm, I'm not at my own place. I am in Lenore visiting Dylan before I go to a bachelorette party this weekend, which I'm super excited about, Katie. So 
Dylan is watching my dog crew and yeah basically went up a couple days early to hang out he works during the day so that is when I'm doing my podcast my homework so yeah I started a new class for NC State it is a business English class it's very interesting like last night I had to submit a negative email complaint like professionally and those are like the project so it's really informational um or just gives a lot of information I don't know if I said that right but I genuinely like it it's not like a quizic class I've had plenty of those being in business like I hate to admit that but I don't care um you know, they're over with. So, my other summer classes went fine. I got A's and boosted my GPA, which is great. So, that's what I really like about summer classes is you can just knock them out quick. You don't have to worry about, like, the extra fluff during the school year. And you just kind of get the mid major deadlines in and, like, that's your credit. So, I took six credits the first week first five weeks and then three credits the second five weeks so this English class is not too bad but if I were to have another class excuse me on top of it then I think that would be a little too much because I've my work due Monday Wednesday Friday and it's like a new project basically every time so it takes just a little bit of work and effort and I don't mind it so that is where I'm at but okay That is my updates, or that are my, those are my updates. I feel like I need to eat something because I'm so jittery. Like, I I feel it in how I'm talking, how I'm sitting, how I'm, like, I'm just, I'm all over the place right now. So, I might take a minute to, like, grab a pack of crackers. So, I'm a little more calm talking about my journey of birth control. You could probably hear my stomach. Like, I'm hungry. Okay, I need to eat before I go into this. So, give me one second and I'll be back. Okay, I feel ten times better. Now that I've eaten a pack of crackers, drank some water, I feel normal. I do want to mention that I haven't had coffee or caffeine in a long time. Like, that much caffeine, I think. And so I think that's why I was just like literally bouncing off the wall. So I apologize for sounding like a crackhead in the first part. Um, I hope you guys enjoy my bit of madness. (laughs) Anyways, today I want to talk about my birth control journey because I've been seeing a lot of videos on TikTok about it and it always hits home for me. And so I want to tell you um, kind of what happened to me specifically this is also just very specific to my life but if anybody else can relate awesome I hope this maybe can help somebody I don't know but anyways I got on birth control when I was 18 okay I got the next one on which is the implant that goes into your arm so it's like a one and done thing I just randomly woke up one morning, went to Planned Parenthood, and, like, scheduled the appointment, and, like, did it all by myself, and then went away. Like, I didn't really want anybody to know, just because I was 18, I was also, like, I can do this now myself, I never really wanted to talk about it, you know what I mean? So, I was fine, but I hated it. I hated the idea of birth control, just because I've heard so many horror stories like growing up in middle school and high school and I just never felt the need to go get any to be honest so I am fine with my decision on that like I'm not upset at all about it but when I got the next one on it was also during a time in my life that there was so much change and I think I was labeling the change like the root for my anxiety but I kid you not I had anxiety like in high school um I don't know high school is weird because 
I would like go to first period and then feel like I'm gonna faint and then I would be like mom I'm literally like I have to leave like I can't stay and when I had my car there at school that was a little dangerous because I would just go home a lot but like my first period was English and my second period was team sports so I didn't really care um I didn't miss like an absurd amount of days but you know this was back in like 2019 when I was a senior And before birth control. So, like, I didn't label that as anxiety. I didn't know really what anxiety was. I was always super positive. And so, like, I knew what mental health was in high school, obviously. Like, I could identify when I was not doing my best. But I wouldn't label... I didn't know what it was, to be honest. Like, I had no idea how it can affect you all this stuff, and so it still was, like, really confusing because I think anxiety is so nonchalant to some people. Like, when they're like, oh, that gives me anxiety, I'm like, you know, I don't like how people just kind of blow it off like it's nothing because it's it's actually a big deal when somebody's saying, like, okay, this actually gives me anxiety versus somebody using it as, like, a reference, and I'm like, you know, that's two different things. Let's not clash those together. You just say, like, oh, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, that's completely different from saying that gives me anxiety. Like, you could be saying it in a joking manner and mean it, but some people that don't know what anxiety is and stuff can be thrown off, and they they still don't know what it is. So, anyways, when I got on birth control and with all this change happening when I was 18, I like, was a freshman at Wake Tech, and so everybody got up and left, like, all my friends and stuff, so, like, I didn't have anybody to hang out with, and, like, my boyfriend at the time was long distance, so I was, like, it was a weird transition for me anyways, and so I think a lot of things made me anxious, but right when I got that birth control, I have never, ever in my life been this way, but I would go to class, I'd go to brief calc, loved that class. I loved the professor. I am a nerd by saying I've loved Brief Calc. It was all in Excel. Like, I legitimately think about that class and I miss it because I loved it so much. It was so fun. Um, And I think the professor made it, which professors have a lot to do with the class. Um, And I guess the work that you're doing, but I really enjoyed it. So anyways, I had to get up right in the middle of the class because I was like to the point where I was sweating so much and then I was wearing my Apple watch all the time so I looked down at my heart rate it's like 150 and I'm like what the like I'm in class and I'm fine I'm sitting at the front I'm looking at the professor nothing's going on it's not like there was a pop quiz or anything like that she was just giving a lecture and I'm sitting there on the computer And then I'm thinking all these people beside me know that I'm sweating. I'm kind of jittery. I'm like doing all these things. And I straight up had to get my things and leave. I was like, I can't force myself to be in this situation. So I I had to get up and leave. And I was in communication with that professor quite often just because I liked, I guess, talking to her, whatever. Um, And she was, you know, concerned for me. And I I apologize because I was like, you know, I kind of blamed it on a family emergency. But I was like, you know, I apologize for getting up so abruptly during your lecture. And I didn't mean for it to be disrespectful. I had a family emergency to get to, but everything is okay. And I wanted to just inform you about that and apologize. And she was like, yeah, no worries. I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. I noticed that. And so she said that she was thinking of me, which was super sweet. But, um... It was like right after I got out of that classroom though, it was like this big breath of like, and I was like, what is that? Like, I've never experienced that in my life. And it was like, I I couldn't tell my body no. My body and my mind were two different things. And my mind's like, Evelyn, you're fine. Like you're literally in class. It's, It's your favorite class. There's, you know, nothing wrong at all. And so that kind of, made me get CBD. I started to get CBD drops and I would keep them in my backpack to just kind of have like a security thing. I was like, okay, if I'm feeling anxious, pop a couple drops in under my tongue and I'll feel a little bit more calm. Like it wasn't, 
an insane amount by any means. Um, I forget now where I got the CBD from, but I haven't taken it in a while. Um, but it helped me a lot and it, it subsided my emotions, um, when my, or my heightened emotions, I guess, when my body and my mind would be in two different places, it would calm my body down because my mind was already calm, but my body is in like fight or flight mode. Like if you picture, picture this, this is like how I felt. You're sitting on the couch, you're watching TV, you're winding down for the day, okay? You are watching your favorite TV show, Calm, say it's HDTV, I don't know, House Hunters, whatever. The most calmest show ever. Well, somebody barges in to the door, like straight up knocks the door down, puts you at gunpoint, and you start flipping out like you don't know what to do right that is how my body felt most of the time like somebody was literally pointing a you know I'm at my death point right just by sitting in the classroom and I'm like what that's not what my mind was going through but that's how my body was taking that fight or flight because I feel like we talk about fight or flight response a lot um And some people just have the luxury of not experiencing it. But it's that like, it's different from adrenaline. Way different from adrenaline. Um, You don't have a choice in the fight or flight. It just happens. And when it happens, you have to do mechanisms and ways to calm it down. So that's why there's like a lot of, of these anxiety mechanisms that you could do like when you are in your flight or flight response flight or fight response you can like label five things that you can see four things you can touch three things you can smell two things you can say and then like one thing one thing to breathe about I don't know something like that and I never I'm gonna be honest I've got all these mechanisms in my head but when I'm in that fight or flight response I never think about them because I'm just like, what the heck? Why am I feeling this way? Why is my chest tightening up? I would have insane chest pains. Like my sternum would be all jacked up and like I would take the CBD and it would help. And then I would just feel sore. Like I just ran a marathon once I did calm down. And it was just like, I got exhausted by doing nothing. And I was trying my best not to go on anxiety medication because I don't know what it is about me. I don't mean to get holistic or anything, but I hate medicine for anxiety and that type of thing for myself specifically. Like if it's an imbalance in my brain that I need help with, I will get what I need to get, right? But if it's something that I can deal with and something that, you know, I'm being selfish at this point of being like, I can deal with it myself, then that's what I wanted to do at that point in time. I think there was so much going on that I was like, I don't want the side effects right now from anxiety medication. So I was in like basically pushing the fact and the idea of medication away for a while. Um, I would go to the doctors and it would be super scary to me. Like I would get super duper anxious. I hated going to the doctor. I would cry because I would just have to talk about my feelings and I like didn't really know how. I was in such a bad place and it was so frustrating for no reason because they're obviously there to help but it was almost like super insensitive every time I went to the doctor and it was not fun to say the least. Also, love my mom to death, but when she would come, she would try to talk for me. And then I would get frustrated because I'm like, that's not how I'm actually feeling. And like, I would make her upset. And it was like this whole mess for a long time. And I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, And I just labeled all this change going on and like having this birth control and like, I didn't really notice anything else from the birth control other than my acne because there was so much progesterone or what is it? What's the, I should know this because I was literally on it for 
Oh, hold on. My cousin just called me twice, so I need to call him back make sure everything's okay. Give me one second. <laughs> okay, everything's fine, but with the next one on, it is the estrogen, not progesterone. <laughs> Sorry, that was wrong. Which one is progesterone? I want to know. Um, but anyways, it had so much of that hormone being put into my body because the little, it looks like a toothpick that goes into your arm. That thing is the same for all women of all sizes, of all different kind of heights, different bodies. And so it's just, it can react differently with your body. And so since it was too much of that hormone being pushed, it surfaced to my face. So what they did to counteract that was they put me on spironolactone, which is a water pill. And it kind of just sucks up that extra hormone and calms my acne. They don't know what it is in the... I just was at the doctor's yesterday, like this virtual appointment, which I'll get into. But what the spironolactone does is it kind of, you know, sucks that out. But it can be too much potassium, I think is what she said, in your body. Let me look that up to fact check it because she was like, I need to make sure your blood levels are good because, you know, you're on 150 milligrams right now for acne and um, I don't think your blood has been checked in a while. So that that could help. I don't know. I've also been seeing a lot of like these food sensitivity pricks that you do with your finger and you send that in and then you get all these results back of what your body is sensitive to and I'm so eager to know because where our ancestors come from through evolution and everything like that it changes your body into like what you can eat better like some people digest obviously gluten better than others and meat better than others and so I really am curious um, as to what my food sensitivity is. Because I was listening to the What We Said podcast and JC got one of those things and they like pricked her finger and she said the main red thing that popped up was almonds. And she was like, I literally thought it was gluten this whole time because I would have almond milk when I had cereal, almond milk in my coffee, almond butter on my bread. And it was like, you know, I thought it was the gluten the whole time. So it could probably clear up a lot of questions that you have about your body. So I'm going to look into that too. What was I looking up? Oh, spironolactone for acne. Like, it's a thing. Um, yeah, it's potassium. So, in conclusion, it says, Our results su suggest that routine potassium mon monitoring is unnecessary. Oh. Oh. Okay. So it's not like this huge thing, but they just want to check my blood since I haven't had my blood checked in a while. So anyways, look out for that. Girls that are on spironolactone for acne, I know it's like super normal to be prescribed by the dermatologist spironolactone for acne. So just make sure you tell your doctor and that way they can also check your blood and stuff about it. So anyways, I had acne all the time. I never had cleared up until I was about a year into the Nexplanon. Then that's when it kind of got regulated. And then I stopped taking the CBD just because I was like, I just, it wasn't intentional, I don't think. Like, I, I there wasn't this point in time where I said to myself, okay, I'm going to stop taking this. Um, like, I still have it. I just was like never reaching for it anymore. And so then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I had therapy, you know, in and out, going through all of that stuff, and even with the Nexplanon, it was like, I still was always, like, worried. Like, having it versus not having birth control, there was no difference um, in my worrying for pregnancy. Sorry, Mom. So, anyways, I was more so confused too because this thing made me bleed for like four months straight when I first got on it and then I stopped completely. So that was already weird. Like I was just so off track with my cycle, with everything and like that's not what I wanted to happen being 
so young and just my mindset about it all I'm like you know I like having a period I like knowing when it's coming I like knowing all these things like I would wake up and I would be bleeding and I'd be like great there goes another pair of underwear like that sucks so it was just more so like a headache never knew when it was coming and I know most people can probably relate to that because you either stop completely like right when you get it or you bleed for a couple months then you stop or you're just like spotting and it is so annoying. It just, it just messes you up. Like, your body's not made for that. It's not made for any of it. It's like a preventative, and I'm very glad that we have these in place, and that they're not, like, super crazy. But, like, boys listening, if they're still listening, I want you to know that this can explain a lot for your girlfriend, if you have one. You know what I mean? Like, or if you're going to have a relationship in the future it is really good to know this information if you're still listening at this point I doubt they are but just saying it kind of makes us go a little psycho because our hormones are literally all over the place um and it kind of can give us some slack a little bit but it's just like you sit back and you have so much clarity now that I'm off of it I'm like holy shit like that was a rough time (laughs) so fast forward a little bit year two coming up great I um started to get super anxious this like past year by moving out and I was like okay maybe I'll get into therapy and I'm seeing a doctor more regularly and it's not a problem anymore and I'm just talking and you know I, I explained to my doctor I'm like hey I can't take a pill that's why I got this birth control it's because I always forget and that would drive me up a wall if I got on birth control and then it messes me up even more if I forget to take it yada yada yada. I'm not good at taking pills remembering to take them anything like that I could if I needed to obviously but if I don't need to I don't want to do it so anyways she was like oh there's this thing called Paxil that I can prescribe you for anxiety medication, and it's basically a one-week pill. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that, that's not bad. And she was like, we could try it for a couple weeks, come back, see how you're doing. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's try it. Well, let me tell you what. I took that, and I immediately felt great, but then trying to go to sleep, I would wake up in the middle of the night, I'd have insane chest pains, and I'm like, I was so scared, too, because it's in the middle of the night. Nobody's awake. I'm by myself. I'm living alone. My parents are away. You know, I don't have anybody with me at this point. And then if I call somebody, they're not answering. Then it freaks me out and I get more anxious. And then I start to spiral. That happened for, like, a good two months. It got so bad to the one point where I literally, like, went into my roommate's room just to sleep with her because I was so scared of dying. And I I couldn't, like, calm down. And um, then I got up once my parents were, like, up around five-something. And I was like, I need to go to the ER and get this checked out because I don't know what's going on. And so the doctor told me that it could just be a side effect from anxiety. And I'm just like, what? Like... They couldn't give me any other information. My EKG came back fine. Um, I mean, they did find like a couple irregulars here and there, but it was like nothing to be worried about being a 20-year-old. And so I was just like, okay, um, you know. And it kept consistently happening. Like when I would take the medicine once a week, that night that I would take my medicine, I would only sleep for four hours and then I'd be up the rest of the hours of the night. And then the next day, I'd go to sleep for five hours. And then I'd be up for the rest of the night. Then six hours, then seven hours. So it was like it messed up my sleeping schedule. But I felt okay other than the chest pains and like going to sleep. So it was not doing my body super well. um, But it did help my anxiety. So I really did appreciate that. Um, And there was so much going on. Like if you listen to last week's episode... I talk about everything, all of, like, these stupid health issues that I went through 
my first semester of junior year, I straight up saw the doctor more times than I went into person class. Like, I'm not even joking. It was a roller coaster. So I was like, not really connecting the dots to a lot of it, being a certain thing. But I think now with the clarity that I have that I'm like, okay, pretty sure that was from the anxiety. And listen, all of this stemmed from me getting the next banon. And I didn't realize that because the change that I was going through, you know, back freshman year had subsided and I felt great, but I was still really, really anxious. So then I started to think and reflect and trying to figure out what's wrong because the worst thing that I could have done for myself is just to deal with it. You know what I mean? There's always an answer. There's always something you can do about it. And I wanted to be proactive in that because I'm like, look, the Lord didn't make me wake up to wake up every day anxious as crap and not wanting to do anything, feeling tired after a night's rest, feeling like you just ran a marathon when you just walked up the steps. Like my body was so out of balance that I was like, I need to check myself. Like I need to help myself. This is not good. It's not looking good for when I'm 50. You know what I mean? So, anyways. Excuse me. I had a little burpee. <laughs> Why did I say burpee? Um, anyways. So, I also realized that being on this medication, it didn't matter how much alcohol I drank whatsoever. I would be throwing up more than... 10 times the next morning. Like, it would be awful. And I didn't realize that it was because of this medication. But after a while, I caught on and I was like, okay, look, I know I'm a lightweight, but it is not supposed to make me bedridden the next day. Like, you know, I was probably frustrating a lot of people because every single time we'd hang out and drink, just casually, not like party and get messed up by any means, I would be bedridden the next day. And I literally can't, I couldn't help it. Like, I was like, y'all, I'm not wanting to be here. I feel great when I first wake up. I'm still a little tipsy, um, which is also weird. Like, I would wake up still tipsy, and then I would, you know, start to get my day going, and then I get nauseous, and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Um, Sorry if you guys don't like that. I was deathly afraid of throwing up when I was little and pooping. I don't know what it was. (laughs) That was also super random. But um, I have a funny story just to kind of make you laugh. I couldn't use the toilet. I don't know why when I was younger. Like, I would be afraid to use the toilet to poop in. And so I would get on my diaper. My mom told me this. And I would go behind the recliner. I would recline the chair back so it would be like I had some privacy. And I would sit there and all you'd hear is... Like in the room and you're just like okay Evelyn's pooping like there she goes (laughs) so yeah anyways growing up I was afraid of throwing up and um but now I'm like I literally have to live with this like this sucks I don't understand what's going on it like I knew people were looking at me being like oh wow like she drank a lot and I'm like I literally didn't I don't know what it is and even when I would drink past what I should have I would be even more bedridden anytime I would move. I remember one time, specifically, I had three Moscow mules, three, trace, not bad at all. I couldn't move off of the couch by feeling like I was throwing, like going to need to go to the bathroom. And at that time, it was like, I'm not even throwing anything up at that point. It was just stomach acid and it was killing my throat. It was killing me. And it was like, I don't want to move. It's a beautiful day out. I feel awful. And I'm so upset that I'm having to miss all of this. And it was so annoying to like feel like a burden and like feel like people have to take care of me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like the worst. I would sit there and be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what it is. I'm shaking. I'm like, my body's having a weird, you know, reaction. I felt like I was allergic. Maybe I got the stomach bug, you know, all these things going in my mind. And I would also get insane chills. 
And I was like, do I have COVID? Like, what, what's going on? Like, I would be clammy, sweating. And I think that's just how your body maybe reacts to having to throw up that many times. And then I would be shivering the next minute. And I'm like, okay. Okay. This is not goodbye. I, I hate this. Um, so just for a test, one weekend, I knew we were going to be celebrating. I was like, okay, I'm not going to take my anxiety medication because I feel like that may have something to do with it because I looked it up. With all these medications I was taking, I was looking up the side effects and Paxil was, you know, high up there for alcohol. And like everybody's different, right? When you mix certain things, but because it was a weekly thing and not a daily thing, it was just, it's also, I don't know. So I have more to talk about Paxil. I don't recommend taking it. Um, and I'll get into why, but let me finish this. So one weekend I was like, okay, I'm not going to take it. And I felt fine. I was like, wow, I feel really good. You know, I just felt hungover. And I was like, that's how it should be. You get up, you get moving, you're not a baby, you don't lay down. Like, and it was so frustrating for people to tell me that, especially Dylan. Dylan, if you're listening, you pissed me off to the wits end. You're like, you just got to get up. And I was like, you have no sympathy for me right now. What do you mean get up? If I get up, I'm going to puke in your face, son. What are you talking about? I would be so pissed. And then I would just get so frustrated because it's like, I don't want to be like this. I'm not just like letting the sickness take control of me and be like, man, I'm going to milk it or anything. I'm like, dude, I I legit, I legit can't get up without having to go to the bathroom. What do you mean get up? God, that was so annoying. But anyways, I was fine. And so I was like, okay, weird. So I need to just watch that. And then, um, you know, all of these things kept rising up. And then I just got so frustrated that I was like, I want to get off birth control. I'm so tired of it. And I had, you know, a really great talk, you know, with Dylan. Like, I was, he was supporting me. He was like, I don't want you to, I don't want that to make you feel like that. You know, you don't need to go through that. It is literally okay. Like, do what you got to do. And I was like, okay, cool. I obviously had the choice myself, but, like, I wanted to obviously talk about it with him. And, like, I'm like, okay, mom, please skip forward. Because I know I'm, like, my mom loves to, you know, listen to these. But, um, anyways, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, I scheduled the appointment to get it out. Great. It is right before my birthday. And... I also stopped taking my medicine because for my 21st birthday, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be awful the next day because I already foreseen like, you know, ices and yada yada. So I got the next one out, stopped taking the anxiety medication, and I haven't taken it since. And right now, it feels really really effing good wanted to put like I'm emphasizing it feels great I feel like I'm more in track of my body and you're like okay how did you what are you doing now you know what I mean what, what what's going on because like if you're in the same boat as me as like maybe wanting to get off birth control and get back into like your cycle and stuff you're like what what do I do now though so I sparked my inspiration of getting the next one on out because this girl on TikTok. I know, I know, all these TikTok things. Eye roll is what I kind of did at first because I was like, okay, I don't really want to say it was because of TikTok because, like, it's not super weighted, if that makes any sense. But literally, she explained exactly what I was going through. And then she was like, then I got off of it and I'm doing this now. And it literally is amazing. So I was like, okay, let me look into it. It's called Natural Cycles. Let me tell you about it. Natural Cycles is an app on your phone that you can get. And it is a subscription birth control, basically. You pay like three bucks a month to have this app. And you get sent a thermometer. Typically, they have all these sales 
this is not sponsored. <laughs> I had to say that. Um, typically, they have all these sales going on, and, like, you get the free thermometer, but you take your basal temperature every morning. It's in Celsius, and then you track it, and with the algorithm on the app, it tells you if you're fertile or not fertile, when your cycle's coming up. It tells you everything, when you're ovulating, when that window is that you are fertile, and, like, it just, you learn so much about your body from this app. It is truly a game changer. I was like, this is something I have wanted, like, since getting on the next one on. Because it was like, I didn't even want to get on the next one on. I just was like, I don't want to have to worry about anything right now. And I can, I'm on the app now. I'm going to try and explain it. But you put your temperature in. And then you can also say if you're sick, if you slept differently, or if you're hungover, then it won't count that temperature because you're off. Um, but it also says if you're bleeding, if you've had vaginal sex, you know, other types of sex, like masturbation, oral, anal, whatever. You could type and put all this information in with whatever it is to you. They're just buttons you push. They have LH test, cervical mucus, which is discharge, by the way, like the amount, the consistency, what your sex drive is, how your skin's doing, what pain you're having, like cramps, backache, sore breasts, ovulation pain, headache, other. And then you can also put in how you're feeling. So I'm feeling happy, confident, calm, energetic, excited, PMS, mood swings, irritable, anxious, stressed, tired, sensitive, numb, sad, angry, and any other notes like, I think I'm anxious today because of this, is what I kind of put in there. So then you go back and you can see what you're feeling, see all of these, tracking everything, and it is such a relief for my little anxious mindset with it all, because I just want to know. And I think what made me more anxious of being on the next one on is just the not knowing part. And it's like, all right, there's ectopic pregnancies. What, what, what the heck would I do if I got one of those? You know what I mean? There's no way I would be able to, one, be able to support a baby with an ectopic pregnancy. If you don't know what that is, it's a pregnancy that is forming outside of your uterus. Like you have to get that done to remove it and I think that I I may be wrong but with it being overturned like Roe versus Wade which is like a whole other topic I don't think the ectopic pregnancies are in it a lot of people think that they are and I you could quote like you can fact check me on it because I haven't looked it up but it is like a medical procedure that the doctors like have to save your life in order for you to live like that's like in the the oath. I don't I don't think that law is with the ectopic pregnancy, but I could be completely wrong and if I am that is frustrating to me because if I were to have that, I wouldn't know what to do. And a lot of girls on birth control have that risk and it's like that's what you know, y'all are really saying we do is get birth control to help regulate all these, you know, things. And I get that. I think birth control is a good thing to have and that people should get on it. But me personally, it wasn't the best. So I'm just going to stick to this conversation now. We could talk about that another time. Um, But anyways. So knowing my period, knowing my cycle, knowing like our cycle is 28 days. 28 days. You have different weeks of your cycle and what you're feeling. So every single week you have different feelings. I'm going to look this up because I want to, I should have written this down, but my iPad's dead. Um, so I can't really look it up on there, but the four week period cycle, you have your menstruation, which is your period, the follicular phase, ovulation, and the luteal phase. So, during the follicular phase, follicular phase, okay, it is like at the end of your ovulation, and so what happens during that phase is it starts the first day of 
menstruation and ends with ovulation. So, oh, it says the average length is about 16 days. I don't understand. Um, I want to see, like, how do you feel during it? Okay, yeah, here we go. So when you're in your follicular phase, sorry, that's a little hard to say, you might notice higher energy levels, glowing skin, and your sex drive may start rising. It's common to feel optimistic and energized, so now it's a great time for socializing, exercising, or trying new things, okay? So like each phase, you have things that will be at your benefit, and knowing each phase then you're really able to dive deep into your body and what you're like wanting to do and live a really great life, in my opinion. Like, so follicular phase, we'll go to luteal phase next. So in the luteal phase, you have mood swings, you're irritable, you're anxious, fatigue, bloating, tender breasts, headaches, breakouts, food cravings, trouble sleeping, changes in sex desire, weight gain, headache, you know, all of these things and it's like that's I think when we PMS am I if I'm not mistaken so during this phase your estrogen and progesterone increase and work together to create changes in the lining of the uterus that prepare you to accept an embryo so I think that's when you want to get pregnant whatever if you don't want to get pregnant during this phase the corpus luteum will shrink and die into a tiny piece of scar tissue your progesterone levels will drop and the urine lining will shed during your period then the entire cycle will repeat so that will repeat god so that is the last phase um let's go to ovulation phase some people exercise i mean experience signs and symptoms of ovulation and this can include you know cramps bloating Elevated body temperature, changes in cervical mucus and saliva, breast tenderness. Um, I want to say mood, like what, what are you feeling here? So you could be very irritable, depressed, anxious, mood swings. And there's different things that you can do during this that helps. Like when you're on your period and when you're going through menstruation, you always want to have hot foods you know, that's when you switch to your hot coffee and it just, it helps your body because your body's your friend and you want to take care of it. And I'm not always the best of being like, oh, I'm on my period. I literally am on my period right now and I drank iced coffee today. But it's like, you know, you can be more knowledgeable about your body through all of these ways when you're off birth control. And it just gave me so much clarity. The one thing, though, I do want to tell y'all is when I did get off birth control, my acne has been flaring. Like, I would get a pimple anytime I ate, like, pasta, anytime I drank, anytime I woke up. Like, literally, I could be sleeping peacefully and I wake up with acne on my face, a new pimple. And I'm like, this is great. It was all down my chin and, like, up my face, around my lips, and barely any in my T-zone, um, which is nice, and it's just, like, the lower part, but it's just, it's frustrating, because then you, like, pick it, and you have a scab, and you're like, eh, whatever, which I've heard that that is what happens when you get off birth control, is, like, now that your body is off of it, it's trying to normalize it again, that was my stomach, if you heard that, my periods have been normal, it was weird, like, the first, like, normal period that I did have, like, I was insanely bloated. Insanely bloated. It hurt so bad. And I was, like, freaking out. I was like, what the heck? Because it was, like, days before my period was going on, and I was literally in my... Literally, what's it called again? Lutier phase? I'm, I hope I'm saying it right. And that's when, like, you blow, obviously. And so, even on your period, you bloat too. But anyways, I just want to know more about my body, what it is that I'm, like, sensitive to with food and all these things. Like, I just want to know because I'm curious. That's something you can't get. Because, like, I know 
when a flower needs watering because it's wilted, right? But I don't know what I need to be putting into my body to make it flourish is kind of what I'm getting at. And so having that knowledge is literally power. Like you can dive so much more into your feminism at that point. You could be like, okay, look, I feel great. If I know what I'm going through, then maybe you're able to communicate that better with your significant others and with your family. And there's so much good that can come out of the knowing that I'm like, I don't know why I don't, that I would keep that in, you know? I know like birth control and pregnancy and Sex is not a topic that everybody wants to talk about, obviously. Like, you know, I kind of grew up with having sex as a taboo topic. There was just, I I couldn't really talk about it. And so now I'm like, okay, look, I'm 21 years old. I want to talk about it. And I want to help other girls that maybe they're listening and they're like, I don't know what to do either. I recommend Natural Cycles. I, I can't recommend it enough. It is super easy. You wake up, you turn over, you grab your little thermometer, you check your temperature, you plug it into your phone, and then at the end of the day, you can put in how you felt. And some days I'll miss putting in how I felt. And if I miss a temperature, it's not the end of the world because the app knows at least where you are in your cycle the next day you put in your temperature. So, you know, it is great. I wouldn't say miss a week you know, but it's not super, oh, I got to do this. And if not, I'm not going to know. You have so much more power that it has allowed me to relax and to enjoy my body and not be freaking out and, you know, anxiety ridden of certain things. And, you know, I'd look in the mirror and I'd feel like a weird cramp and I'm like, okay, I'm cramping. What the heck does that mean? Like it, it's just all of these things made me so frustrated that I was like, okay, I I want something to fix it. So right now, it is great. I'm having a great time. My acne is clearing up now a little bit. I don't know how long it's going to be till it's like completely cleared, but that is pretty much my journey. I want to look more into the weeks of the, my cycle and figure out because I saw TikToks. TikTok is like my main thing for everything, but because it, it just pops up obviously on my for you page because I talk about it, I think. And so then it just like feeds because your phone is so weird. Like I was talking about CBD and when my cousin called me and I had to take that, I went like my phone was on Instagram and the ad popped up for CBD. I had not had an ad for CBD in literally years. And so it's like, you know, your phone listens to you. So because of that, my For You page has been putting in a bunch of like things about birth control and like all that knowledge. And there was this one video that came across and was like, during your follicular phase, do these exercises. Your body will thank you. Eat this. Your body will thank you. During your period, do these types of things. Your body will thank you. And I'm like, wow. Women are so amazing. I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Like we are created to be able to have another child, like have a child in our body, birth it, and it's living. And your body has a 28-day cycle. Men have a 24-hour cycle. So men and boys, if you're listening, still, that can maybe put it into perspective. You have a 24-hour cycle when you're kind of like going crazy, whatever. And girls, women, have a 28-day cycle. And so it's like, okay, there's a little, you know, there's a little difference there. That's why one week we're on cloud nine and the other week we want to not talk to you. I'm just kidding. That was a little dramatic, but anyways, I want to look it up and I want to figure out what it is that I can help my body. And so I hope this kind of maybe sparked curiosity for y'all. I don't want to tell you to get off birth control by any means, but like the natural cycles is a great alternative. 
if you don't want to be on it and you were like me, um, I enjoy it. It's helping me and I feel now regulated on my emotions. I don't feel as anxious. You know, there's certain tension that I feel in my chest when there's tension in my life, you know, with conversations and that type of thing, but I'm able to control it so much better. I've just, you know, that's part of growing too and like how I've grown to respond to certain things and how I've learned to let some things go and not affect me as much. And so there's a lot of factors in it, but I feel great. Not every day is perfect, obviously. I still get anxious. You know, I'm not going to say I'm anxious free, but um, it's not as bad as it was. And I'm very happy about that. It kind of it reminds me of what I would feel maybe during high school and I didn't really know what it was. And now that I'm able to identify it and be no, like it's known, then I'm great. So yeah, if you have any questions or anything like that, I would love to talk with you. Um, if you want to see like my pictures and stuff on Instagram or any updates, like I updated on my podcast Instagram, you know, that I won't be posting, that I'm on vacation, but other people that are listening to the podcast are probably like, where did she go in two weeks? You know, if you don't follow me on the Instagram. So if you do want any updates and you're wondering, you could follow. It's at more authenticity podcast. I will come right up with the big disco ball. Love that bad boy. And, um, yeah, my regular Instagram is evelyn.edwards. So you can see all my photos of some really blue water, some great views of the Grand Canyon, and yada, 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 all that great stuff. And my dog. Love my dog. So, yeah. I think that's all that I have for you today. I was thinking about this for a while. I'm glad I got to just talk it out. I didn't have any, anything to strictly to say it flowed out how I think I wanted it to and I'm proud of myself I hope you understood it and I'm sorry for my crackhead energy at the beginning but anyways I hope you guys have a wonderful Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this and I will talk to you next week bye besties